Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the TBC Equip podcast. We're a ministry of Trinity Baptist Church in Norman, Oklahoma, designed as another resource to equip Christians so they can engage with people and evangelize the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. My name is Curtis Winkle, here today with Ryan Polk on a Friday. That's right, casual uh, Friday. Yeah, we're, we're breaking all the, the Baptist <laughs> rules. We, I got shorts on, I got a hat on. So The pastor's not here. The pastor's not here. Hopefully yeah. we don't get kicked out That's right. Um, when he gets back. That's right. Uh, so our episode today uh, is going to be book bonanza, is what I'm calling it. So, so book recommendation bonanza. Now, before, if you're not a reader, before you run away or turn this off, uh, we want to give you just a couple of things to encourage you yeah. uh, gently to to read. So, Ryan, you got any recommendations or encouragements? Yeah, for the well, non-readers in the group. Well, I think uh, one thing that we can it it starts with mindset a little bit, right? that you have to be convinced it's worthwhile to read. And so one way we do that is to say, wow, I mean, there's just, there's so much out there. I can be discipled by the by the most famous and godliest people that, that we can possibly know if I'll put a little time into this. So I think that's one thing. I think another thing is, uh, and we've done this a ton over the years, reading in community with other people in groups is way more encouraging yeah. uh, sometimes, you know. Um, so I would say, you know, like, if you're not a part of one of those groups, get some guys or ladies from your small group and just pick a book to go through and don't be in a hurry. That's another one. Like, yeah. you know, we've gone through books where it's taken us, what, a year to work through a book, yeah. you know, yep. because we're going to chapter a week or every other week and it just takes time. And so there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, so don't be in a hurry. And and, and then the, bi- the first book you read doesn't have to be like a 400-page theology book either. Right. There's lots of great small books to start with. Uh and we'll we'll, we'll give uh, we'll give some examples. Yes, yeah, and that's our goal today is to yeah. give you a recommendation, uh, whatever genre you're interested in, whatever your kind of reading level. Uh, we hope there'll be a book in this list. It's going to be a giant list for you yeah. uh, to take away and read. So, yeah, um, I'd give a couple too. One is is Audible. Uh, it's a terrific audiobook app. I use quite a bit to listen to audiobooks. I think it's fifteen dollars a month, and you get an audiobook every month. Uh, so that's a great way uh, on your commute or where, where you're driving or while you're doing lawn work uh, to listen to a book rather than have to read it. Uh, and you can still be active. And then the other is uh, a Goodreads app. Um, so this is uh, an app that helps me really track what I've read. And also um, there's a, I think it's called a goal or an annual goal that you can set every yeah. year. So I usually set one year I did 52. This year I'm doing 24. I've done 12 before. So it just gives you kind of a target to encourage you, okay, I'm I'm going to at least read a book a month or a book every other yeah. month this year. Um, so setting a goal, I think, is yeah, a, a I think good, that's, that's good. good yeah. help as well. And then the last thing I would say is is put a book down if you're not enjoying it. I mean, if you, if you for whatever reason, you're just like, I don't, whatever, this is hard, I'm not enjoying this. Um, don't be afraid to put it down and pick something else up. That's hard for some people. Yeah. It's like once they start, they've got to. Got to finish. they got to finish. But yeah, if it, if I think we've got to operate from the mantra that life's too short for bad books. Bad books. It really yeah. is. So with that said, we're going to jump in. Um, actually, I wanted to mention I saw a, a church sign on the way over I wanted to tell you about. Uh, it's Are you ready? Yeah. It said, um, Jesus doesn't have COVID-19. You can get close to him. That's pretty, that's pretty good. It can be more accurate. That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. I, so I'll talk to Chris and see if we can get that downstairs. I thought that was good. It's times like that when you're grateful that we have a small marquee. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, 
Uh, all right, so as many of these as we can get through in 20 minutes. Um, Ryan, you want to go first? Get a book recommendation? Yeah, I, I just wanted to, before we jumped in with some of the more current ones, maybe lay out a couple that I just, I don't know if I would put under uh, classic, but on ones that God has used in my life like multiple, multiple times. And so I, I'm just going to give three really quickly. A.W. Tozer's The Pursuit of God. Uh, it's short. It's a quick read. It's one that I've come back to probably, I don't know if I've read it 20 times yet or not, but I'm close probably. And um, But Tozer's just rich, and his heart for God is so deep. It just makes me want to want God more. Um, J.I. Packer, who just passed away, his classic book, Knowing God, really helped me understand the attributes of God as well as anything that I've ever read. And so I just think that's one that you could, uh, it's really good for a group or a class or something like that to go through together just because it's, it's rich. That's one you don't need to be in a hurry with. Yeah. And then the last one is, uh, I, and I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, I'm a list maker. I'm, uh, I like to evaluate constantly. So Don Whitney wrote one called 10 Questions to Diagnose Your Spiritual Health. Yeah. And this is one that I, from youth to college to my campus group to guys groups, um, leaders, we've gone through this book probably five or six times. If, you, if you've been in any kind of ministry with me at Trinity, we've talked about this book or gone through it. So, um, And it just helps me kind of... Uh, the illustration that I use is kind of like a compass. It just kind of brings you back to, you know, it just helps in some areas of bringing you back to the direction we need to be in. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'll go that route too with uh, with maybe just some foundational ones that were early in my Christian life. So uh, Holiness of God, I think we both yeah. read this uh, in college. Yeah. Uh, but one just showed me a lot about the sovereignty of God and just how uh, uh, awesome he is. That term is overused, but but uh, just how powerful and um, pure and holy and set apart that the Lord is, um, and so that was a really influential one. Um, prodigal God is another one I point a lot of people to um, about the the story of the prodigal son and the elder son, and focusing a lot on the elder son mm-hmm. and self righteousness. That really uh, beat me up in a lot of ways. And good. It was good. Okay, so that was our kind of classic Christian yeah. reads uh, we'd suggest for everybody. So we're going to get into a few more categories here, uh, and at the end we'll, we'll finish with sports. So if you don't like theology at all or Christian life... Yeah, just hang on. Hang on. Get the sports <laughs> section. Okay, so theology. Let's go there next. What do you, what do you got? Well, you know, you got one on the table that I think is really good uh, by a guy named Vaughn Roberts yeah. called God's Big Picture. And so that book helped me so much. Uh, I was taking a seminary class on hermeneutics and... Our professor was teaching us all this stuff. And he says, by the way, if you want an easy little read, read this one. And it just shows how the Bible fits together, one big story. And that, that helped me as much as anything, understanding the idea of like covenant and all this stuff just working itself through how it's so connected. Topology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's a really good one. That's one that I would recommend to everyone. And again, that book is super easy to read, right? Yeah, So yeah, really. So. Short, uh, pretty, pretty moves pretty fast. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've taught through that one before. It's really good. Um, you got any more on your on your theology? Top well, just mind? one more, and yeah. it's it's not one that's uh, as popular. Uh, it's a, it's a really old book that a guy named Athanasius from the early you know wrote called On the Incarnation, and in the most modern translation, like C.S. Lewis writes the forward to it, and it's just a really 
it may be the most um, it's, it's just a really good explanation of what it meant for Jesus to come in the flesh mm. and become like us. And so, uh, and again, it's it's not a long read either. Yeah. Uh, it just and it shows you just how I mean, it's sixteen hundred years old. You yeah. Know? So it's just a really good good take on that. Cool. Very good. Uh, so I've got uh, Eat This Book by uh, Eugene Peterson. We were yeah. just talking about him, uh, author of the Message, which kind of gets beat up sometimes, but. Um, his heart behind it is in this book. Uh, he was teaching a class uh, for his church in a basement and just felt like people weren't engaging with, with Galatians that he was teaching through. And so he just kind of began this in the local church, you know, yeah. where we want, uh, you know, any, anything um, valuable to come out of uh, being actually taught there, not in some university somewhere. And so uh, that was kind of the heart behind it in the beginnings of it. And so he, the, the book in general, though, is just about... Um, how we should savor the Lord's word. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of uses this metaphor of his dog with a bone and how hmm. it kind of growls as he's enjoying a bone and, and tie some scripture to that as well. So, um, yeah, it was a real good encouragement about about diving into the word. I also have one for if you're a teacher of kids or you've ever worked with kids, um, one of the, I guess, dangers or, or challenges of teaching kids is to not just treat the, the scriptures as uh, morals and uh, yeah. Mother Goose type tales, and so this book called "Show Them Jesus" by Jack Klumpenhauer, um, teaching the gospel to the kids is the subtitle. He really gets into okay, how can we, how can we, uh, you know, talk about some of these things in the Old Testament, but also tie them to grace, to gospel, to yeah. Jesus, how they foreshadow these things. How do we not just say be a good uh, Sally and Johnny, but um, you need the gospel, yeah. you need. Uh, to be convicted of your sin and so on. And so that was a really helpful book for me. Um, and then one other one I'll mention is called Made for More by Hannah Anderson. So, you know, it, I put it in this theology category. It, it, it really is, but it's short. You can see, you know, maybe 150 pages accessible. And it is for, uh, really for, for women. Um, I got a lot out of it as well, but it, it uh, talks about, you know, again, it's in the title, Made for More. Um, the, the subtitle is An Invitation to Live in God's Image. So um, she really talks about the idea of, of femininity and uh, goes back to Genesis and talks about what does it mean that a woman is made in God's image. So even before some of the outworkings of that uh, and complementarianism and so on, what does it mean that she bears God's image? And so unpacks that really in, a, in an interesting way and helpful way. So, That's such an important doctrine yeah. that we get, you know. Yeah, before labels, yep. before, yeah. Okay, next category, fiction. Let's pivot a little bit. You got any fiction books you like? Brad Thor? Yeah, I mean, so I'm kind of a junkie on uh, John Grisham, Brad Thor, Vince Flynn kind of books. Uh, Which are CIA kind of operative. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that I can in good conscience say that I recommend them, and this is like a good investment of your time, but, man, I sure enjoy them. And what they provide for me, though, is just kind of a break, right? And uh, it's it's good entertainment, but— uh, and that kind of deal. Uh, I, I do like other fiction, though. Like, I've, I've tried during the quarantine to read a little bit of, uh, like, Wendell Berry, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Hannah Coulter, and uh, Jaber Crow. And uh, those are good, but, I mean, the pace is just—the pace uh, is is so slow. You can yeah. imagine Wendell Berry sitting out at his farm. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Like, writing these yeah, pages. Yeah, that's exactly right. So Okay. Uh, I've got a couple. I've recommended one on this podcast before, but it's called Peace Like a River that I read uh, in the last year or so. And it's a really interesting book set in, um, I think, uh, Montana maybe or north, north part of the country. 
in the '60s, and there's just there's some really interesting spiritual elements to it, and uh, reminded me somewhat of uh, Flannery O'Connor type books, you know, Southern yeah. kind of Gothic they call them, but um, just some really you know borderline mystical things. But uh, one of the one of the more uh, spiritual fiction books I've read. And uh, even you know Christian specifically, and there's some metaphors and some some things in there that he does really well, not not right on the nose, you know, but they're subtle and and just a beautiful portrait of just kind of a snowy, uh, some Western themes even. Yeah. Um, so that was a good one uh, by Leif Anger is the author's name. Uh, the Plague by Albert Camus. I don't know if you've ever run into that one. It's um, uh, Camus is a philosopher and kind of yeah. uh, not a Christian, but this book uh, is actually kind of relevant with COVID. It was a plague comes into a town in France, and your main character, your hero, is this doctor who's trying to figure out just how to care for people uh, as they kind of close off the city and quarantine and so on. Um, and then Day of War. I think I've got a, an old copy of that one up here. Um, yeah, maybe not. So uh, this is, I, I got to help work on this book a little bit, actually. So it's a guy named Cliff Graham. Um, he's with a, a different publisher now, so I have an older version of this book. But it's a historical narrative about David and his mighty men. And so huh. uh, Cliff was in the military, so there's a lot of good um, you know, insight into, and he's done a, the research to know kind of tactics. And he's he even does trips over to Israel now and, and leads tours and some of those things. But he's just a phenomenal writer and can really paint a scene well to help you sort of imagine what it was like to be, you know, there wasn't a... A scripture at the time there wasn't a canon so uh the guy you know david for sure but then um you know had had access to god and, and was anointed and so on but the guys who were with him were just some of them just bloodthirsty war yeah. guys and just uh understood a little bit about what was going on but not very much about who yahweh was and that relationship with david so it just really puts your your feet on the ground there and that's and, cool uh, ancient israel it is yeah. neat so yeah, along these lines, too, I was talking to someone the other day about, uh, you know, we mentioned Lewis earlier, but just a good reminder about, like, everyone knows him about, you know, the uh, uh, Chronicles of Narnia, which, oh, yeah. which are great reads, right? We'd all agree with that. But his space trilogy uh, is so good yeah. and prevalent for, I think, just what's happening right now mm-hmm. and in culture and worldview. I mean, it was amazing to me how prophetic he was huh. in that stuff, and especially the third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that hideous strength okay. and so uh, you know every, everyone just ought to spend a month with Lewis yeah. just period that's a good yeah. you know and uh, but if you if you haven't read that and you like fiction at all man I, th- I think you'd you'd really like the space trilogy on that that was the other classic I want to mention earlier was Mere Christianity yeah. I mean foundational for me yeah. and phenomenal for a lot of people so All right, so our next uh, category, Ryan, loose category, is yeah. cultural topics, technology, some of those areas we want to talk about a few books there. So, Yeah, you got some good ones here on the table for yeah. that, I think. I what mean, one would be, uh, it's an old book, but Neil oh, Postman's yeah. Amusing Ourselves to Death, yeah. where he just talks about, uh, I mean, how would you describe it? Like the idol of, of entertainment? Yeah. And uh, how it changes us and how it numbs us and makes us callous towards things of meaning and we don't even the problem with it is it's subtle and we don't really realize what's happening to us yeah i think very prescient and uh seminal work about um where our society is now with you know we're looking to be entertained constantly and the culture's given that to us right with social media um in particular um 
but you can be YouTube is just um, so so prominent. The second um, second highest trafficked search engine behind Google is actually YouTube. So people are looking for videos. Um, I get on my kids all the time about do perfect. You know, just tired of, tired of the perfect. Uh, but yeah, uh, just a, a, a great work um, talking about the importance of the medium in, right. that you're consuming information through. Um, and it's not a Christian book. Nope. But if we'll think about it, it does have to me like pretty significant implications for the church. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah. You know, I, e- even like we've been talking about this a lot lately in terms of like COVID and live streaming services and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, just that for most people watching at home, they don't do church the same way they would if they were in person. And part of it is how this is coming through the screen. You know, it's just, it's not what they're just trained to do. And it, it affects things. And so, yep. um, I think a lot of our people figure that out like, man, it's great to have it and we needed it at that time, but man, it's it's not a replacement for what we really want and what we really need. Yeah, in-person community. Yeah, yeah. no replacement for it. Uh, anything else on the kind of culture area? Yeah, there's a – and I, I can't I can't remember her last name. I think it's Turkle. Is that right? Yeah. The lady who wrote sure, uh, Reclaiming Conversation. And it, again, not a Christian book, but just a fascinating deal about – what technology is doing for community, conversation, relationship, and this kind of stuff. That book is, yeah. I found it to be one of the most interesting books yeah. um, that I read probably in the last couple of years, yeah. just about that. Yeah. Um, I've got, so on a similar track, um, let's see, I've got a couple by a guy named uh, Cal Newport, not yeah. a Christian. Uh, he's a actually a technology teacher at Georgetown, I believe, is where he's at now. Um, this one's called Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. Uh, again, similar vein, but the importance of setting up your schedule so that you block out all the myriad distractions that we have so you can produce actually good work, whatever yeah. industry you're in, whatever you know your, your work in front of you is. Um, multitasking is a, a myth, you know, and that we're not made to do those things. And so... Um, encourages that. The other one is digital minimalism. So if you are going to adopt and have, you know, the internet and social media and a smartphone and some of those things, just a good roadmap to navigate, okay, how much time do I need to allot for those things? What's a good recommendation for adopting those? And when do I not need to? Um, When is the payoff there? And when is it just overrated? Andy Crouch, TechWise family would offer some of the similar similar things for a family, right? And we got it here, I think. Yeah, so... Great little book there, TechWise Family. Yep. And then the last one I put on this is Reset by David Murray. Yep. Um, so you guys are getting ready to go through this, yep. you said, in a campus group. Just So the, the, the book is called Reset. The subtitle is Living a Grace-Paced Life in a Burnout Culture. Um, again, everything's moving faster. We consume so much more information than, um, you know, people a generation ago and certainly centuries ago did. And so it's it's easy to get burnt out and feel anxious. And so uh, Murray just kind of walks through very pastorally and, and kind of like a counselor, just some things you can do and steps you can take to uh, unplug a little bit and reset yourself, reset yeah. your life, reset your schedule. Uh, man, it was really good. Yeah, it was really helpful. Great little book. Yep. All right. How about um, how about Christian life, Christian living books? Yeah. So I mean we. T- I think kind of we hit on a couple of those early, right, with the Whitney book and the yep. Tozer book. Uh, one more that I would add to this is a, it's it's not a new book, but a, a, a book called Respectable Sins by Jerry Bridges. 
And I like it because I think sometimes what we do as Christians, as we compare ourselves to other people sometimes, and sometimes even to the culture, it's like we're okay. You know, we're not doing these big bad things. And what he shows us that there's kind of just some growing things that, that we allow inside our lives that they're not pleasing to the Lord, but we, we, we've let them become okay in our lives. Yep. And so that's why he calls them respectable. And so anyway, it's a great book. Uh, it's a hard book uh, to work through, um, but would be very helpful. Other one is a recent book, uh, and I think it's just called, I believe the name is just Sanctification by David Pallison, who passed away within the last year. Uh, but just on what happens as God works in our life, you know, how do we become more like Jesus? And uh, it's such an encouraging book uh, on just how God sanctifies his people. So I, I'd recommend both of those. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, a couple for me would be, um, one is called, let me make sure I get the title here right. It is uh, The Gospel at Work by Sebastian Traeger. Mm-hmm. Did you ever into this one? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, we've probably read five or six together uh, books about vocation. Yeah. And Keller's Every Good Endeavor was excellent. I'd recommend that one too. This one was... Um, fairly thin and had some good questions to it and it was written by a pastor and a layman so uh, I thought it was a really cool perspective and and helpful um, resource to to think about okay I'm here at church on Sundays possibly Wednesdays what does it look like to live my Christianity Monday through Friday in whatever work area I'm in and so it's a really helpful book really really solid um and then, uh, let's see, the other one I'll throw out there is Crazy Busy. Yeah. So <laughs> this has become a theme, right? That, yeah. Uh, we're all crazy busy. We're all um, anxious, it seems like, these days. But this is a book by Kevin DeYoung. Uh, this is a short book about a really big problem. Just, again, just another kind of walk through. Okay, if you're feeling crazy busy, what got you there? How, why are you there? Um, and just some self-assessment and then um, some some. Uh, a path you can take to kind of reset yourself a little bit. Yeah, I think um, a lot of these books, Reset, Deep Work, Crazy Busy, they really help us with this idea of like not being being proactive rather than reactive yeah. and redeeming the time and not just letting culture and our immediate lives and all this stuff dictate yeah. our entire schedules. That's right. and, and so it it kind of becomes just like are we going to are we going to create the margins that we need? That's right. You know, so it's yep. it's really good, really yep. helpful. Yep. Um, all right, church life the church as a whole, books you recommend? There? Yeah, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to give one right now. Okay. Uh, Side by Side yeah. by Ed Welch. My favorite, uh, if you're if you're in a campus group at Trinity, your leader, <clears throat> your leader's gone through this book and uh, just really good. I mean, about what it looks like to walk alongside people, bear their burdens, love them, how we can minister to them, what it looks like day in and day out. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Very, very practical. I mean, yeah. at the conversation level, right. how do you get someone to unpack if they just say, "I'm doing fine"? How do right. You, how do you? What? How much should you share? You know, and yeah, excellent book. Um, any others? You just one right now. No, that, that's that's that'd be my top one for sure. I'll throw a couple more in. This is a, a book by uh, a guy named Brad House. It's called "Community: Taking Your Small Group Off Life Support." And so uh, it was good, just helpful. He kind of uh, even jokingly says like. I know sometimes the circle when you're staring at each other is awkward. So how do you push through that? What are some, yeah. just some other venues and things you can use to help, you know, guys especially um, uh, feel comfortable yeah. um, and touch touch people throughout the week, you know, at different different points. So 
was a good one. Um, and this one's by Jared Wilson. We've recommended books by him uh, before on the podcast, but Gospel Driven Church. Um, this is kind of written like a almost like a you know the business books that'll have little narratives with them. Uh, so he's got that as just the church staff is kind of working through. Uh, are we focusing on the right things? Are we is the gospel central, uh, not just you know in our preaching, but in every element right. of our church? And so that was a really good one. All right. Uh, so history, any history books? You're a big history buff. Yeah, so I've been reading some good history lately, but one we probably ought to touch base on, uh, just as far as Christian history, um, that we could recommend easily to be like Turning Points by Mark Knoll. Yeah. And so this is a book we use in the Academy, and um, but it's just really good because it, it's, like it's like a highlight reel of Christian history. It's not long as far as history books go, uh, and it's not a subject that most Christians get very much. Yeah. And so just to have one quick read that's a walkthrough of church history— the big events is probably a really good background for for just understanding who we are and why we're here here in 2020, right? Really good. I had a buddy who put on Twitter a few months ago. Uh, most for most Christians in America, Christian history is my grandmother's church, Martin Luther and the Reformation. <laughs> that's right. And then Acts and the Apostles. That's right. And yeah. There's massive gaps yeah. in there. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's a good. I think book. that's exactly right. It's a good book covering those gaps. Yeah. Yep. Um, so just kind of fun history books, though, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, there's one called, and I can't remember who it's by. It's called The President is a Sick Man. Okay, yep. And I don't if, I don't know if you've read that one or not, but it's about Grover Cleveland. And he had a secret surgery on a boat in New York Harbor and didn't tell anybody. Like his vice president didn't know. It was like they removed a, a tumor, and uh, and so the whole while the country has no idea that their president is under anesthesia, is not able to lead, and all this stuff. It's a fascinating uh, little story in American history. I love that book. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll uh, jump on the back of that one. So I think you've read this as well, Destiny of the Republic. Yeah. Chester Arthur, I think our, our shortest president, right? One of uh, them, yeah. I don't know, eight months or something like that he served before he was— there was an assassination attempt and not an assassination. Garfield. Attempt. Garfield, sorry. Yep. James Garfield, not Chester. Yep. James Garfield. So he was um, shot in a train station. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of the just the process of where the science was at the time, where medical knowledge was at the time. They didn't know not to kind of put their, you know, hands in the hole. And uh, But there's other characters involved. Who's the, uh, the inventor of the light bulb? Uh, was it Edison. Edison? Yeah, yeah, Edison was involved. And yeah. all these kind of characters come out. Um, trying to help right. the president. And he's just a very laudable character, at least yeah. in this book. You know, didn't didn't really campaign really hard, was a very, you know, just kind of a, seemed to be a noble character and, and who you would want as a president. So um, let's see if I have any other history ones. You know, a couple authors that I could recommend on this would be, yeah. uh, there's a guy named uh, James Swanson yeah. who writes history like he doesn't, do like big biographies he, he picks events and they're fascinating they really do i think you've read a couple of them they really read like novels yeah, yeah. uh and there's another guy named mark lee gardner that basically does the same thing and uh they're just fascinating they're really good historians but they just instead of taking they they, they write about an event rather than a person and so it, it's just like I, I was reading one not too long ago about uh uh it's, it has to do with the American West and some like Jesse James and some of these guys. And I'm like, it, it, this, this is, I'm sitting there thinking this has got to be a movie at some point. This is incredible. So nice. just fun 
fun fun reads on yeah. that. I'll throw one more in presidential. So the hardest job in the world book just came out by John, uh, John Dickerson. I've read bits and pieces online, but uh, it looks excellent. I, he's he's a good journalist. I, I I think that'd be really fun about how the president needs sort of the campaign rah rah kind of element to him, and then just a completely different set of administrative. Uh, capabilities. It's the hardest job in the world. It's a question. Yeah. So anyway, that's fun. Uh, sports. We're gonna sports. R- let's, let's let's round it out with sports. Okay. Uh, well, I'm a baseball guy. Yep. So most of my books that I really like uh, are about baseball. Um, there's one on Branch Rickey. That's a great biography dealing with him and how he really saw what he did about bringing Jackie Robinson in and breaking the color barrier in baseball as a, as a spiritual thing. Um, there's a great one. There's a great biography of Babe Ruth called the big fella that, that I, I love. It's, it's just really good. He's just larger than life, you know, and, and, uh, how good he was is a fascinating deal. So those are a couple of my favorites other than just, you know, anything that has to do with the Chicago Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'll, I'll throw a couple golf ones in. Um, one is called Who's Your Caddy by Rick Riley. Uh, I have to say there are some swear words in there, so don't read that if, if, um, if you don't want those. Uh, but he caddies for um, this old guy who still gets to play at the Masters because he won back in like the 60s. He caddies for Donald Trump. The book was written in like the 90s. And so it's just he's a very comedy, comedic writer. He wrote for Sports Illustrated Trade, for a yeah. long time. And uh, it's a fun read if you're into golf. Uh, another one, if you like golf, it's called The Big Miss um, by, oh, who's the coach? Hank Haney. Um, he was Tiger Woods' coach for yeah. a number of years during his good run. And he really gets into, if you watch the Jordan Bulls uh, documentary on ESPN not long ago, um, he really gets into the psychology of what it takes to be you know, the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And so an up-close-and-personal view of his relationship with Tiger. And so... Um, anyway, fascinating book about, about golf and greatness, I think, yeah. and competitive spirit and, and athletics. And then the final one I read last year called The Cost of These Dreams by a guy named Wright Thompson, who's written for ESPN and Sports Illustrated. Uh, and it's about uh, – it has these little vignettes of um, people kind of after their prime, basically. So hmm. he talks about Jordan. He talks about uh, Tiger, also some, some lesser-known folks. And just kind of what it's like for those guys to go from really, really good to um, uh, over the hill, you know, and, and how that impacts their life. Uh, Urban Meyer is also one of the features in there. So there's probably 10 or 15 stories in there that are really, really good long-form sports stories. That's cool. So. Yeah. All right. That's been fun. I hope you found one book at least yeah, that's in, right. in this list uh, that you uh, will pick up and enjoy. And if you do, please message us. Let us know. We want to talk to you about it and read it again with you. So. Uh, Anything else, Ryan? No, man, it'd be fun. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time on TBC Equipped.